This is Emmanuel God with us, the radio ministry of Emmanuel Lutheran Church in Twin Falls, Idaho. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Let us then confess our sins to God our Father. Most merciful God, we confess that we are by nature sinful and unclean. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We justly deserve your present and eternal punishment. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us, forgive us, renew us, and lead us, so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your holy name. Amen. Upon this your confession, I, by virtue of my office as a called and ordained servant of the word, announce the grace of God to all of you. And in the stead, and by the command of my Lord Jesus Christ, I forgive you all your sins, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. The Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the 10th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Turning to the disciples, Jesus said privately, Blessed are the eyes that see what you see. For I tell you that many prophets and kings desired to see what you see and did not see it and to hear what you hear, and did not hear it. And behold, a lawyer stood up to put him to the test, saying, Teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? He said to him, What is written in the law? How do you read it? And he answered, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul, and with all your strength, and with all your mind, and your neighbor as yourself. And he said to him, You have answered correctly. Do this, and you will live. But he, desiring to justify himself, said to Jesus, And who is my neighbor? Jesus replied, A man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho, and he fell among robbers, who stripped him and beat him, and departed, leaving him half dead. Now by chance, a priest was going down that road, and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. So likewise, a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him, passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan, as he journeyed, came to where he was, and when he saw him, he had compassion. He went to him and bound up his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. Then he set him on his own animal and brought him to an inn and took care of him. And the next day he took out two denarii and gave them to the innkeeper, saying, Take care of him, and whatever more you spend, I will repay you when I come back. Which of these three do you think, proved to be a neighbor to the man who fell among the robbers? He said, 
the one who showed him mercy. And Jesus said to him, You go and do likewise. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Today our text is our gospel reading from Luke chapter 10, these words. Jesus asked, which of these three do you think proved to be a neighbor to the man who fell among the robbers? The lawyer said, the one who showed him mercy. And Jesus said to him, you go and do likewise. These are the words of our text. God's grace and his mercy and his peace be multiplied to you now and forever. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. What must you do to inherit eternal life? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. Show mercy to everyone. A lawyer asks Jesus two questions about that. He says, teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus affirms, love God, love your neighbor. And then he brings a second question to Jesus and he says, and who is my neighbor? And the answer Jesus gives him is everyone. Everyone is your neighbor. And then, of course, Jesus tells the parable of the Good Samaritan that we all know so well. A Jewish man is traveling from Jerusalem down to Jericho because it is a drop in elevation. And on his journey, he is robbed, stripped, beaten, and left for dead. A priest and a Levi, two guys you would expect to help, when they see the man lying there, cross to the other side of the road and walk on by, leaving their countrymen lying there, dying. But a Samaritan, a Samaritan of all people, a deplorable non-Jew, shows mercy to the man who had fallen among the robbers. And so Jesus asks the lawyer who has asked him this question to test Jesus to trap our Lord. He says, which of these three do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell among the robbers? And the lawyer says, the one who showed him mercy. And Jesus said to him, you go and do likewise. Do you wish to earn eternal life? Love God. Show mercy to everyone and you will live. And the Ten Commandments will tell you how to do that. The first three tell you how to love God. The last seven commandments tell you how to love your neighbor and show your neighbor mercy. Jesus' parable about the Samaritan focuses your attention and mine specifically on the fifth commandment. And this commandment teaches us that we must look after our neighbor so that our neighbor may enjoy the life that God has given to him. 
We must not hurt nor harm our neighbor in his body, right? Remember from catechism. But we must help and befriend him in every bodily need. So what does it mean to harm our neighbor? Well, murder. Murder is harming your neighbor. What is murder? Well, taking the life of another without a just cause. Also doing or saying anything that injures or endangers another person's life. Next, we harm our neighbor by neglecting to assist our neighbor in every bodily need. And finally, by harboring anger or hatred in our hearts against our neighbor. Now this commandment does not prohibit self-defense or the defense of our neighbor when our neighbor is faced with bodily harm or death. It does not prohibit soldiers or law enforcement officers from taking the life of another in the line of duty. Helping our neighbor means that we must look after the physical well-being of our neighbor, and we do that by coming to the aid of our neighbor by speaking in a way that helps or defends our neighbor, and by treating our neighbor with kindness and compassion. We need to remember that God creates, preserves, and protects all life. And he is caring and compassionate toward all he has made. And he tells you and me to go and do likewise. And God gives special dignity and protection to every human life from conception onward. God created humanity in his own image, and therefore every human life is precious to God and must be precious to us. This commandment especially applies to the following issues today. It forbids aborting the life of an unborn child except in the case of saving the mother's life. It forbids the killing of oneself or killing a person who asks to die or taking the life of those whose life is deemed to be too burdensome or whose life is deemed to have no quality, which is euthanasia. It forbids acting violently or abusively toward a child or the elderly or anyone else for that matter. It, for, it forbids engaging in reckless and self-destructive behavior like substance abuse. It forbids human trafficking. It forbids hating, despising, or slandering other people. That would include racism and prejudice and more. It forbids rioting and looting and destroying the property and welfare of our neighbor. It forbids physically, verbally, disobeying, assaulting, and killing law enforcement officers or members of our armed forces. And it, wrong, it forbids wrongful and unjustified taking of life by soldiers and law enforcement officers. From sea to signing sea, this commandment is being broken. 
in the streets of our cities, in the homes of our communities, in the clinics of our country, in the movies and TV shows on our computers. America is a nation consumed with murder. And when a nation does not cherish life of the unborn and the elderly, the result is that it will not cherish the life of anyone. When a nation believes that it is no different than the animals in the jungle, her people will act just like animals. And that's what we're seeing, isn't it? That's what the theory of evolution does to a society where God is not seen as the creator, author, and giver, and protector of life. And we must admit that we too have done our fair share of killing in our thoughts, our words, and our deeds. We are conceived and born a murderous people. No one of us is righteous. No one of us is free from this sin against the fifth commandment. We are like the robbers who left that man dead alongside the road in the parable. We are like the priest and the Levite and the lawyer, and we are not like the good Samaritan. Remember, if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. Do you want to earn eternal life? Then love God and show mercy to everyone. And keep the fifth commandment and all the others and you will live. But that's where the problem is, isn't it? We can't keep the commandments perfectly. Therefore, you can't earn eternal life. You see, it all happened long, long ago. Long before you were born, just after the creation of all things, you were robbed. You were robbed of your holiness. You were robbed of your righteousness. You were beaten and you were left for dead in the Garden of Eden. Satan was the robber and he deceived Eve and Adam and they fell into sin. And by their sin, we became sinners. In their sin, we all became murderers, like Cain who killed his brother Abel. To this day, the devil is a murderer who assaults you and me. He beats you up with guilt and accusations. He points out your sin and accuses you. He tempts you and leads you to hate your neighbor. And you do. He fills your life with shame and leaves you naked and alone before God. Helpless, lost in sin, left for dead, destined to hell. Satan is the great murderer and the father of murder and death. Who will defeat the devil for you and me? Who will save you? Who will show you compassion? Who will be your good Samaritan? Well, you know the answer. Jesus. Jesus is your good Samaritan. Jesus is no priest, no Levite, who sees you in your helpless condition and crosses over to the other side and walks past you 
without rendering you the aid and help that you need. No, Jesus comes to you, finds you, and he is filled with compassion for you. Here's an interesting truth about this text. In the story of the Good Samaritan, the Greek word that is used for compassion of the Good Samaritan, that Greek word in all of Scripture is only used to describe God's compassion. That word is never used to describe your compassion for me or my compassion for you or for anyone else. It is only used of God and his compassion for us. You see, the parable Jesus is making a point that only God has compassion on you. Only God can love you as you need to be loved. And so what does Jesus do? He leaves his home at the right hand of the Father, and he takes on our human flesh. Jesus sends no angel to redeem our human race. No, Jesus comes and he does it alone himself. Jesus, the Son of God, becomes man in order that he might save you from sin and death, in order that he might conquer the devil and deliver you from his tyranny once and for all. Jesus is our Samaritan, and Jesus finds us robbed of our righteousness, beaten up by guilt and shame, naked in sin, left for dead, totally helpless, unable to love God and love our neighbor as we should, consumed with loving ourselves, having a heart that is cold, freezing cold, with unconcerned attitude for the suffering and needs of our neighbor. Jesus finds you and me as we are lost in sin, and he is filled with compassion for you. And he shows you mercy, the way the Good Samaritan showed mercy to the man lying alongside the road. Jesus picks up our sin and he makes it his own. He carries our sins in his body all the way to Calvary. He stretches out his holy hands and he gives them to the nails. He offers his feet to his murderers so that he is stapled to the cross. And then he prays for those who kill him. Father, Forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. Can't we pray that same prayer as we see what is happening in our nation today? Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. Jesus gives his life to redeem you and me. And he cries out, it is finished. He dies, he rises from the dead on the third day, And your salvation is one done, accomplished by Jesus. And Jesus removes your guilt and your shame. He covers you with his righteousness. He resurrects you from the death of sin. And he frees you from the slavery of the devil. And he forgives you. In your baptism, Jesus washes you, heals you, and gives you a brand new heart. And he places you into his church where here he richly and daily forgives your sins, cleanses you, washes you from all of your unrighteousness, 
And Jesus declares you to be holy in his sight, righteous in his eyes, blameless before his face. And now, now as Christians, redeemed by the blood of Jesus, washed in the waters of holy baptism, crucified and risen with Jesus Christ, we now look after our neighbor so that our neighbor may enjoy the life that God has given to him or her. Jesus transforms you and me from those who take life into those who protect life, showing mercy to everyone and granting you forgiveness when you fail. And on the last day, on the last day when Jesus returns, he will raise you from the dead and you will stand before him clothed in his righteousness alone, cleansed and redeemed with no debt to pay and he will not call you murderer and cast you away. No, he will call you beloved, forgiven, faithful, my own. And he will say this to you, come. Come and take your inheritance, the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. An inheritance, not won by the labors of your hands, nor lost by your sins. The inheritance won by the life, suffering, and death, and resurrection of your Samaritan, Jesus Christ, the Righteous One, who conquered sin and death and the devil for you. In Jesus' name, amen. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. And now may the peace of God that passes all understanding keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus our Lord to life everlasting. Amen. Please join with me as we speak together the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Let us pray for the whole Church of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. For the Church throughout the world and especially for this congregation, that we would not bypass those in need, but rather be filled with God's grace and love to care for all of our neighbors. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For the Lord of the harvest to send forth workers into his vineyard, 
that through their service the world would know the compassion and care of Jesus Christ, the Good Samaritan. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For those who are enemies of God and his people, that by the working of the Word and Holy Spirit in their hearts, they would be softened and they would be given the gifts of repentance and faith in Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For those who destroy property and hurt and harm their neighbor and even take the life of others, that they would be brought to repentance and rejoice in forgiveness and that God would bring peace and healing to our nation, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For a good harvest, protection from drought and famine, deliverance from illness and fear, and abundant provisions for all, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For all law enforcement officers and members of our armed forces, that they would justly and wisely use their position and power to protect the defenseless and promote the general welfare of us all, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For all the sick and the suffering, that God would provide care and rest for them according to his will and give them a restoration to earthly health, let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For those who mourn, that Jesus would comfort them with his victory over death and the grave. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through your Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, who taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen.
Gracious God, our Heavenly Father, you have given us a foretaste of the feast to come in the holy supper of your Son's body and blood. Keep us firm in the true faith throughout our days of pilgrimage, that on the day of his coming we may, together with all your saints, celebrate the marriage feast of the Lamb in his kingdom which has no end. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Thank you for listening to Emmanuel God with us, the radio ministry of Emmanuel Lutheran Church in Twin Falls, Idaho. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Amen.